Welcome to Out of the Blank with your host, Robbie Robinson. I am Rob Smith, joining said Robbie for his 1,000th and... I don't know. I have no clue. It's all pre-recorded. I don't know when it comes out. We just roll the dice, like asking the magic eight ball questions. You kind of just hope it gives you something good when you ask it something good. Like, will I ever find love one day? And then you shake it and it says no. And you're like, damn. <laughs> hey, the magic eight ball knows all. And we are here to just shoot the shit. Loving life, living life, burning the candle on both ends and our skin on our noses and our sides of our back. I fell asleep in the sun yesterday. Um, it was a good experience, uh, but when I woke up, my I had my sunglasses on, which was it, I, I made sure because last time I fell asleep, I was staring up at the sun and I didn't have sunglasses on, and my vision was white for the longest time. So this time, I prepped. I brought my sunglasses outside. I still, I woke up, my, everything was, I mean, bleach white, and I was looking at the tree, and I was like, that tree just looks fake. And then I started going down this, like, I mean, even the sky looked fake. And I was like, it all looks like a simulation, which I just started going down this rabbit hole of like, this is why people believe there's a simulation. There's some people that get hit in the head with a hammer. And then when they wake up, they're just like, oh my God, we're, we're in a fake world. We're in a matrix. And I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. And that would be a good movie plot. If anybody wants to write that down and then give me credit for it. Hell yeah. The effect of UV on the optical nerves. And it melting away a lot of the wax that you've gotten from all the additives in all of the 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 really shitty food that we eat. Like you think that's pizza crust, but nah. Do you ever dive down that subject of uh, what's in our foods? Absolutely, yeah. Are you more health conscious? No. Like I, I will say, like I use coconut oil on my face, not moisturizer. But then I had Domino's for dinner tonight, so it's like. Oregano on the crust is the best thing in the world. I'm not going to hate you for it. We don't even have that option here in Australia. It's, it's naturally on the pizza. What do you mean you don't have that option? It's just, they don't, that's not something that they talk about. You know what I mean? Like That's not one of the features of Domino's. It's just Domino's. That's what I'm saying was like, that's their staple. Basically, they don't tell you, but they, they, what makes their crust so specific. And I found this out because I have oregano in my cabinet and I was, I would put it on my salads because it would taste like a Domino's pizza. Much like if you try cumin, cumin tastes like you're eating Taco Bell because they just dump cumin all over the meat, but they don't advertise it like, hey, we have oregano on the crust. That would be so stupid. <laughs> they have to go for like, hey, we have eight different types of cheeses that will all give you gas and it's not going to feel good. That's like their – that's their <laughs> – I love how regular degular you are about the, the, the Taco Bell, but in reality over here in Australia, we just got Taco Bell like a year ago. Ours just shut down. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah, they, how's... they combined them with a KFC, and then I heard that these two. Did you know you can get free KFC? I didn't know you get free refills at KFC if it's in the first sixty minutes. I literally made a video. I drove to the KFC and I looked at it, and it was it was shut down, and it had the little thing where it says you get free chicken <laughs> if it's within the sixty minutes. I just look out the window. I'm like, yeah, like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, I just heard about that as well. Also, while we're on it, Domino's also has a hack. So if you only have three toppings on a large pizza for carryout, apparently, you can put in like a number code in the discount code section and get 40% off every pizza in your cart. I got to know what the pizza to make ratio is and then how much they're charging per pizza. Yeah. But because... apparently you can do the same thing 
with medium pizzas with five toppings. Why do you need more than one topping on your pizza? Well, sauce is a topping. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's just the pizza. No. Nah. Apparently that's a topping. It's a topping over here in Australia. Maybe they fucked us up. <laughs> Holy crap. I was like, hang on a second. I remember I used to order like what toppings you wanted. I'm I'm a really simple guy either. Like I might go a little exotic and try a little pepperoni, but it's it's just basic. It's just this the cheese pizza. That's fine with me. A little exotic with the the gastronomic like heights of of pepperoni. I <laughs> know. Well, there's a they they did a different combination where instead of using pizza sauce, they use Nutella, and then instead of using pepperoni, they put banana. Oh, that is good. I hate Nutella, so I can't do that. Those dessert calzones, though, something else. What do you get? Like, what's a shoot me a if I'm a Domino's guy and you're calling me up? What what are we talking here? I, I answer the phone. Welcome to Domino's. How can I help you? Can I get a what am I ordering like a normal pizza or am I ordering the dessert pizza? Order what you would normally order. You can you can order more than pizza if you're gonna get more than pizza. All right, there's a ballpark me an average pizza delivery service. So tonight we got four large pizzas. Well, you gotta talk to me. Tell me what you want. Don't tell the audience. What do you want? I've been waiting on the line for 30 minutes, sir. Have you not thought of your order? Why don't you call me back? <laughs> <laughs> if he's waiting on that line for 30 minutes, man, uh, can I please have four large pizzas? I'll get one of them, all of them tomato base. I'll get a uh, pepperoni out, for one. Out. What's tomato base? To <laughs> tomato sauce on the base. Oh. Uh Oh, I thought you were like, anything that has tomato in it, throw it on the pizza. That's immediately <laughs> where my brain went. I was like, what else we got in here is made with tomatoes. This guy's like, sliced tomato, diced tomato, tomato sauce. Uh, yeah, tomato base. I will need a uh, barbecue meat lovers. I would also like a uh, pepperoni, just a plain cheese. And then what was the last one that we got? A Supreme. You know, do you get Supreme? Supreme flavor? I haven't ordered a pizza in an extremely long time. The last time I ever looked at a menu was on air when I was showing people the IHOP, or no, it was the Denny's menu list, where they, I forgot what they said on it or something like that. It was like a giant, like they called it a small breakfast, and it was five pancakes and like a banana a yogurt and a bunch of things. And I go, how is this? A and it was like, it's the healthy calorie option. I was like, and they're like, and you can add chocolate chips on it for an extra two. I'm like, what? And it's like, to me, it's just ridiculous. I, every menu now, since I was a kid, I remember ordering something and maybe it was because my size was a lot smaller, but burgers seemed bigger. Now everything seems smaller and it costs more money, but they give you a lot more of it. Like I go to a, a bar or something and I was like, we're going to order some food. What's it going to be? And it's like taco platter. I'm like, well, what's a taco? Can I just get a taco? Like a like one or two tacos, maybe? I don't think I'm going to eat a whole like platter of tacos. Like, well, actually, it's four tacos. It comes with clams, and it also comes with crab legs. And I'm like, I feel like that's a lot. Isn't that like surf and turf? And they're kind of like, it is, but we like to call it the taco platter. It makes people feel better. And I'm like, Better about what? They're like, well, they're ordering a lot of food. I'm like, well, why do you have it on the menu? They're like, well, people like it. I'm like, I mean, does does everybody deserve what they like? No, no. Wow. Sorry. So I do you do, you do you do much like international traveling? No, I've never left my. Actually, I've left my town a long time ago. 
how to get the mail in the mailboxes outside of town. <laughs> <laughs> because I would love to see your reaction at like portions from other countries. Because when we went to America, man, we got like, we went to McDonald's and we were like, can we get a large meal? And they gave us a fucking like drink that was like, it was huge. It was like, I don't even know what, what gallons are or whatnot, but it was a lot of fucking drink. You know what I mean? And the chips, the, the fries, sorry. It's it like you get a, a barrel of fries. It was nuts. Do you like the more that you get for your buck or do you just like just because I feel like you eat everything until it's complete. Like that's how I am. If there's like a plate in front of me, I just eat everything on it. But if it's like portion sizing it, then I'm pretty good with it. Like if it's like one cheeseburger and maybe a couple French fries, good. But if you put two cheeseburgers and a bunch of fries, I'm just going to eat it until it's gone. Well, you see, I would just get my normal order that I would get in Australia, but I would get it over in America. So that would be like a double quarter pounder and a, um, and a double Mac chicken with cheese on it. But then like there was, there was a lot of like extra shit that came out and like sauce packets at the bottom and napkins, like, like Take a them stack. All. Just toss yeah. <laughs> and it was, just, it was nuts. And yeah, I eat till completion. But I still get the same thing. <laughs> I see that's it's different here. Like, especially if you get a McDonald's, like I remember ordering a 20 McNugget one time and then we were waiting for like 30 minutes for it to be done. And I thought 20 nuggets was normal. I thought it was normal, but that's what I think is a, that's a normal meal to me. I was also really, really high at the time. This was years ago. We just got back from a concert. It was like midnight or something like that. So I was just sitting in the drive-thru and then we had to pull, they're like, can you pull into the the thing and park? And my brother's like, damn it, Robbie. I was like, I can't help it. I'm hungry for nuggets, man. How long does it take to make 20 nuggets? We know it's not fresh. It's frozen or it's whatever. So we pull into the parking lot and then like 30 minutes later, they come out, here's your nuggets. And I'm start eating them. I ate three and I was done. And he goes, are you serious? We waited 30 minutes for you to get 120 nuggets. And I was like, yeah. But then I actually looked it up on my phone. There's places that serve a hundred nuggets. Where I'm like, why doesn't anybody sell popcorn shrimp? Like McDonald's should add that on, call it the Mick shrimp or the Mick pop shrimp. Or the, I, that sounds I just terrible. think about it when it goes wrong. Like someone eats a bad shrimp and that prawn is just like slimy and shit. And then they get it and they're suing McDonald's out the fucking ass. Everyone wants to sue everybody. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> that, this is true. This is very, very true. Now I understand why judges are all pissed off all the time when people come in. They're like, I don't care. What what, what happened? Oh, he killed he, he he did what? Oh, he killed your brother? Oh, that's fine. You know what? I'm gonna give him a little pat on the back and we'll just call it call it a day. Have you seen the nice judge in Jersey? Is that the it's one like, that's always videoed all the time where he's like an yeah, older? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh, that's your you're taking your son who's got cancer. All right. <laughs> I'll let you off. Billy, you gotta shave your head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's always hilarious. I go down that TikTok wormhole so fucking often that I see so much of everything that equates to nothing. And that judge guy is one of them. So is that Domino's thing. I just started using TikTok. I've said for the longest time I wasn't going to use it, but I just started using it. I get surprisingly a lot of attra uh, traction on there. You would, man, especially with your clips. People love that shit. There is a whole conspiracy 
section there that is just waiting for you to just break open. Oh, God. I'm not that much of a conspiracy theorist. I like to base a lot of my stuff in logic. It just sucks because every topic I want to talk about is all the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You could just like gleam, ride that wave. Like, you know? and, I just watched the movie Air. And look, I've I've had many guests on talk about government influence into films with propaganda, which is it is there. Every most Marvel films are propaganda films, or they're funded by the DoD or some type of thing of the CIA. Surprisingly, um, wow. Okay. By funded, it just means like if you watch a movie like Battleship, which I know is not a Marvel film, but it's a it's a it's a best example I could use. I mean, where do you get those aircraft carriers from? Where do you get all the tech? It's, it comes from the government, and with that influence, they just go add this into your script. Now a director could say no, and then they're like, all right, well, taking back our ships. Sorry, bud. And then you're kind of screwed if you're making a film like Battleship. But I was watching the movie Nike – or no, Air, which was about like Nike buying Michael Jordan. Yeah, I watched it. It was really good, right? I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. I'm about to change your perspective on it. Ready? Think of it as a Nike – propaganda film look how they made adidas look they look like a bunch of like nazis basically like around a little like table <laughs> i i am with you there like because i i read shoe dog which is phil knight's like autobiography and his journey into creating nike and then you know onwards and upwards to it being this global brand that it is that story was the cinderella approach to it right like i'm the underdog they really really made nike look like the fucking underdogs but they had smashed the running world by that point now it's like the story really is that they wanted michael jordan it wasn't like jordan had to then make it a chore to go see nike if the other two shoe businesses fucked up and failed right because in the in the um in the movie it's converse he's checking out and he's gonna go check out adidas adidas right and then he doesn't really like what any of them have to say or his mother doesn't so we'll give nike a shot and then it's it's this speech that kind of sways michael into joining because the mother believes in the speech and everything nike up front outbid any of those shoe companies. So straight off the bat, is like, I think it was uh, 25 million for five years. So 5 million a year or something like that. Right? I thought it was 250,000. That's what they said in the movie. 250,000? Oh, sorry. 500,000 a year. So it was a $2.5 million deal. That's, that's like the actual events. 2.5 million dollars straight off the bat so right away the money's there right that thing about michael getting the uh the s-class mercedes and all that shit nike already had that in the parking lot on that initial meeting like die cast models a red and a black one and they said and if you sign with us you will get both so they had that shit in the bag that Plus the, hey, wear our shoe. We're going to pay those court fines for you because it's not 80% white. The shoes. That's what I think really got them was the, the thing that they were going to pay. The, that's, at least that's what the movie made it look like. They were going to pay the fines for the shoes. 
to make it so i think that like oh we actually care about having you as a player which is not true they just care about the how much money they can make on return but i don't believe they would have had it in the bag even with all that stuff though because i look at like they mentioned that he had converse or he played in adidas when he was on the court but in the locker room he was wearing a, a converse those were his shoes he trained in converse i go there's something about sports loyalty when it comes to athletes and when it comes to people in general where they get superstitious over the things that they have so 100 percent I would think like even if someone tossed you a million dollars, but you know, you can't do like, I don't have, I don't have anything superstitious related, but I mean, everyone has usually one thing or something that they usually have on them or with them. It, it doesn't matter what the other thing is. Somebody could be like, I can get you a thousand more of those. You're like, does it's not this one though. This is kind of like the, I've done every speech in the world on this one. Yeah. 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 But, after um, Sonny Vaccaro basically sells Michael, right? And they land that deal and everything. Spoilers. Sonny Vaccaro then goes on to work with Adidas, then goes on to work with Converse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that did story you, of it. Did you notice Chris Tucker's character? What do you, what do you, what do you mean? In air. Chris yeah. Tucker's character in the beginning was normal Chris Tucker. Then halfway through the movie, he went to like Southern Preacher real quick. Am I the only one that noticed that? Well, I I honestly, I think he's doing a John Witherspoon impression from Friday. You know, the father in Friday, Ice Cube's father in Friday. Nah, he didn't do. Where he licks his fingers. That's, that's Witherspoon's thing where he licks the fingers and everything. This guy was like... I had a when I told my buddy that he goes, I noticed it too, but I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to the family's from North Carolina. So he was trying to slip into that, like I'm leveling with you by doing an accent type approach to level with the family of Michael Jordan to get him hooked and thing. I go, Yeah, but they didn't say that in the movie. So now you're excusing the movie. They need to put that in the movie. Cause I was immediately like, What the hell happened? Chris, this is great. Chris Tucker in the beginning was amazing. And then he went into this other mode and I was like, What's going on? Yeah. I mean that whole that whole thing that whole deal was was just a execution a exercise in business acumen. Like they destroyed the competition with that deal. Absolutely destroyed them. I think I don't know. Like I said, I think it's that superstition thing you really got to put weight into. I mean, do you like movies like that? I really enjoyed that movie because I liked, even if it was created, maybe a certain scenario that might necessarily not be 100% true, it still gives you interest to want to go look into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you there. And again, it's, I don't care if the story's 100% true. It's got to work within the context of the movie itself. You know what I mean? Like it was the fucking karate kid of <laughs> sports manager pr firm movies it was like jerry Maguire meets karate kid so you had to kind of and it had that 80s aesthetic so then you had to overlay that over it and it's almost like you could do anything this is what dreams are made out of here's the magic dust here's the secret formula here's the secret sauce all that shit so it's, it's a very specific feel that they caught which was the cocaine in the office room type vibe yeah yeah and the, the smell of dank ashtrays, but you know what? That Glen 20 smells like gold. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it, man, it worked for me on every level. I know that it wasn't 100% accurate, and I don't hold that against the movie at all. It's just, if you were going to portray it in a different light, Nike still wouldn't be the villains. 
It would just be, here is how we absolutely destroy the competition. If they really wanted to make a really good documentary, that would get a lot of people interested in it. So they have to do the guy, Vince, who made Slap Chop. Slap Chop. You don't remember the device Slap Chop? The guy who did the ShamWow commercials. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He went to prison, so I would think they would make a. Uh, it would be good to explain the whole scenario of why he went to prison. Do you know why he went to prison? We talked about this. I I reckon. I think we, we did about this in our first episode. A stripper. <laughs> I know. A stripper, it always comes full circle. It's like a full uh, circle mode. Yeah. A stripper bit his tongue off or something like that, and he 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 hit her. It's nuts, man. It's so. This is similar to what actually I'm super interested in right now is the Playboy Mansion. I've been trying to get guests because I've been reading this book about a girl who lived in the Playboy Mansion, and she kind of exposes the horror behind the scenes with Hugh Hefner. And if you kind of look at like – think about every movie reference of the Playboy man Mansion is your idea of what the Playboy Mansion is. But if you go there, it's kind of shitty. Like it's kind of fallen apart. The grotto and everything, there's a nice pool in there. Anyone who's actually been to the Playboy Mansion has multiple stories about how it's just actually really disgusting. You wouldn't think it would be. you think it would be great. But in movies, they always portray as, I'm going to be swinging from the chandelier of the Playboy Mansion or all these types of things. It's been kind of – I wouldn't say it's a, an urban legend, but it's kind of like this myth mythos that's been created through Hollywood. And it turns out that I think Hugh Hefner might have had a deal with Hollywood to really kind of glorify it up a little bit, not only to get income in his pocket, but also create this myth of the Playboy Mansion. A thousand percent. But he would have had money, money. You know what I mean? Like his that magazine took off. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, but then Penthouse became a rival and other things became a rival of, you know, the magazine of his. And then, but I think some of his greatest things, he's he's connected to so much weird stuff. He rebuilt the Hollywood sign. Wow. Okay. The H in the Hollywood I, sign. I, I did not know that. So I'm like, I think it's like that type of stuff. Like if Hollywood and you have a giant sign and a storm comes and then Hugh Hefner fixes your sign. That's a conspiracy, though, because I don't have any really evidence, but I'm just linking a bunch of stuff together. But I think it's just like, I mean, out of all the personal stories I've heard of how he's not the best guy and that place is just a horrible rundown shack with like young women everywhere. I mean, it just makes a little bit more sense of like, how can you go that long? I mean, if he was in around today, I'm pretty sure there'd be activists at his door ready to spray paint his balls and throw them in a drain. They specifically target the balls. Right <laughs> <laughs> Reveal your balls, old man. He's always wearing the robe. I just feel like they come out at some point. Yeah, he just gets into the squat position and just like gives them a fruit basket. <laughs> uh, man, I totally agree. There is something extremely shifty. I would not be surprised there was some backhand, backhanded deal happening in Hollywood um, where he was also included in like fucking trafficking or some shit like that i bet if you probably look deep enough there probably is some of that in there i would hate to slander the man's name because i know he's not alive anymore but i think you really have to question a lot of these old rockefeller types like people that have like money but you don't know why they have money but there's still cultural significance that's right yeah and the two most powerful organizations in the world and like how much funds runs through how many companies to people that we don't know about, but they're the richest people in the world, right? There's, there's definitely shit there, bro. This is that TikTok 
fucking rabbit hole I was talking about. <laughs> they're, they're not, but they're not conspiracy questions. They're kind of just like asking, like, why do we have some people like Bezos? Why does he have $180 billion? And then you're like, well, he created Amazon. I was like, I get that. But how did Amazon turn into what it is today? Well, he made a good financial decisions. I'm like, are we sure? A hundred percent that it was his good financial decisions because I've seen people make great financial decisions and they're not as big as Amazon. Well, they didn't try hard enough. Well, I, honestly, I think with with like it's organizations, being bald like, is the answer. That's what it is. <laughs> I think with like organizations like Microsoft, uh, Amazon, Apple, all these things struck at the right time to hit the cultural zeitgeist. And it was lightning in a bottle and that thing just took off. And Amazon was just like a way of life. People are just like, yeah, I'll just grab it off Amazon. And then they started doing same day delivery. And then they started doing a streaming service and bundling shit in. And it was, it was unstoppable. The momentum was unstoppable. Well, look at like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like this great profiting platform. Everybody was talking about Bitcoin 24 seven. Then it dropped. Then the government got a hold of it. Now they're talking about digital currency over here. I don't know if they're talking about that over there for you, but they are, they are with digital ID. They're talking about digital currency. Whoa, whoa digital ID? Fuck. What do you mean digital ID? We're not talking about digital ID over here. We're talking about digital ID over here. For what? And it's scary as shit. It's it's um to everything on your uh, like Medicare and stuff like that and and social security, all that tied into your digital ID. And then you can be tracked anywhere. Like it's like a first step. At the Mardi Gras that happened, they had cameras linking people's faces Hold on is mardi gras the actual like how we have mardi gras over here it's it's a gay and lesbian parade that runs through our our sydney city all right so kind of similar i mean either way if you someone lifts their shirt up and shows their nipples you get beads you get a lot of that and also big like you know floats parade floats with like big okay. penises on there and stuff like that. i our, don't have that one our prime minister was at our one this year it's pretty cool Hey, it's it's probably like the busiest night in the city. Bar New Year's Do you Year's go Eve. every year? No, I've never never ever been. I don't like crowds, so I don't go. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I once tried to make it out of our city on New Year's Eve, and it was like fucking Cloverfield. That's what it was like. It was like all these people getting herded through the city, gates and cops and stuff like that. It was like an emergency evacuation. I'm not fucking with that, man. I don't like that. And then we were crammed into a train. And it was me and my missus and like, we're in the corner of this train. And it was like, this was supposed to be romantic. Now it's like the sweatiest situation in the world. It's like a date night sauna, but you're fully dressed. Do you prefer like when you want to have a good time? Do you, do you think going out is having a good time or would you rather just stay at home get, and get trashed? Having a good time. I wouldn't like to stay at home and get trashed. I would love a good time to me is legit a really good dinner and then seeing a film, good or bad. But that film having enough, I don't know, a little something else that it makes us talk about it in a good way. <laughs> but even if we don't like the movie, you know what I mean? And then, uh, I don't know, just chilling out. Just chilling out, just peace. I think where I'm at right now, I just need like a little bit of namaste, peace. Are you meditating? 
Man, I was at one point. I've just I've completely dropped off everything. My life is just chaos at the moment. Really? Like, oh, as, soon as, as soon as you have kids, it's chaos. It's understandable. But then it pays off when they're 18. That's right. Yeah. Actually, it pays off probably when they're like 10. You can start getting them to do some things. Well, my my eldest son is like seven. No, he's eight. Jesus. Father of the year award. Already? Right he's eight. Yeah, man. Uh, Wait, which one did you drink breast milk on? That was that would have been my first. Yeah, damn. First. Our, I feel it has not been eight years because you told no, me no, that. it hasn't. Okay, yeah, so that definitely has been. It's been been like three years, but uh, that was someone else's breast milk for another baby that I shouldn't have been drinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I remember that when you told me that it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But my passage of time is not normal right now. I just reached out to my buddy the other day. I was like, hey, man, can you help me out with this art piece? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I know we talked last month about you doing the show. If you want to come back on the show, we'll have a chat and, you know, catch up a little bit. And he was like, that was in January. I was like, what? And we're at the end. of We're already at that. We're almost into the next month already. It's a third of the year. Where the fuck is the time gone? It's like the relativity of time nowadays is unbelievable. The last three years have been disgustingly fast, but this year, especially like we blinked and it's been four months, man. I it really hit me the other day. Cause I had Monday off and I didn't, I didn't record any pod. I haven't recorded podcasts when we're doing this. I haven't recorded in weeks. I just, I, I haven't had the energy or drop burned out very quickly. I'm burned out. I'll be hundred percent honest with you. Um, but I went to the doctor's office that day because I was like, I had a free day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I want to have fun today. So I did five hours of cardio. I lifted a little bit. And then I went, I went and started getting my groceries, got my groceries all set, cleaned up the house. And then I go to get this the medication I wanted to get. And I go to the pharmacy. And the person, the pharmacist is like, they did not authorize it. I'm like, what do you mean they didn't authorize it? They're like, it's been not authorized so i can't give you the medication i was like i know but who is they you keep saying the word they are we talking about him and they're like no 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 we're talking about your doctor i was like oh i don't think i have a doctor like that might be the problem like damn so so my doctor left and i never went back to go get another doctor and everything i just figured they if they if i keep getting my prescription refilled then there's no problem if i'm not sick there's no need to be in the doctor's office there's no need right that's it. So, and I hate going in there. It's always a hassle. So I go in there and I, I, I pull up into the parking lot. I get out of my car. I got my mask on and everything. And I walk into the, the place and I look around and nobody's wearing a fucking mask. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take this down. And I, I sit down and she goes, how can I help you? And I go, hi, um, I, my, I need an authorization for my medication that I had. And uh, they're like, okay, let me check up on the computer real quick and take a seat. It's okay. I start typing on the computer. I'm sitting there like, I can't believe I'm wasting my day off in here. And um, they pull it up and they go, actually, yeah, it's not authorized because you haven't been here since January. And I go, that's three months. Why is that a problem? And they're like, January 22. I was like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I was like, it can't be that long already. They're like, yeah, it's been that long. I was like, damn. They're like, we need to at least see you every month. I go, why every month? They go, because your doctor needs to make sure you're okay. And that's how they can prescribe the medication for you. I go, if I'm requesting for it, it obviously means I still need it, right? And they go, yeah. I go, okay then. But if I'm not sick, why do I have to be in here? And she kind of stared at me and I stared at her. She goes, is your address the same? And I go, yes. <laughs> 
and <laughs> it was over with and then i went back home and i was just kind of like angrily like just mad at it i was just like what the hell like it doesn't make sense like and that's where it goes into the conspiracy of they just want everybody to be sick all the time but it's just like i don't know i get they don't get any money from a phone call they don't get any money from a telehealth they don't get any money from well they get money from a telehealth they don't get any money from if you just refill a prescription order and they refill it for you so that's how the doctors make their money as well too but it's just like look i mean you're gonna charge my insurance i'm like i just don't see the point and last actual time i needed a doctor was when I went to the emergency room like a month ago, I think it's a month ago. It might be a little bit longer. Like I said, passage of time is not accurate wow. for me. Uh, I went to the emergency room because um, I think back in like, ooh, November, I was sitting in this chair and I had my foot this way, like cross-legged, and uh, my foot had fell fallen asleep. And at the same time, I had been indulging in a nice alcoholic adult beverage. And uh, I I went to stand up, and when I stood, my ankle bone on the outside had hit the floor before the bottom of my foot did. And when I stood up, I stood up with all my strength, like kind of jumped out of my seat a little bit because I had to run and go check something. And I went face first in my door <laughs> and I didn't know it. it I, like, I literally flipped over and looked at my foot and I was like, oh my God, I just did something terrible. Like in your head, you know it, but I also wasn't sober. So I couldn't tell if I was in pain or not. So then I fell asleep and then I woke up like two hours later and my foot is swollen. Like instead of it being like this small, it's like this big and it's just, it's black. And I'm like, oh shit. So I was like, well, I got work in four hours. So I'm just going to, you know, get ready to go work out and then go to work. And um, I work at a gym where I work out. So it's double, double whammy right there. So I worked out, went to work and I was, I'm like trying not to put any pressure on my leg and everything. And I'm walking around and I go, can you, I tell my, one of my friends that comes in, I go, can you do me a favor? Like, why well, I was like, can you just check my ankle to see if my ankle is like normal to the other ankle? And they're like, sure. And I pull down my sock and they go, oh my God, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, oh God, that's not what you want to hear. And I ripped up the sock. <laughs> and um, so then after like a couple of weeks, the swelling went down and everything went away. It's, it, but I could not turn my foot this way. I couldn't turn oh, the, my, my right foot. I couldn't turn it to the right at all, which you're only supposed to turn it left, but turning it to the right was just extremely painful. And then I had to wear double socks when I did five hours of cardio, which was like just to brace the pain of it. And um, I go to the doctor's office, like basically, I think it was February, to be honest with you. So it had been three months now and the pain was still there. So I go, you know what? I might've did permanent damage. Let me go check the doctor's office. So I walk into the emergency room and I'm sitting on the bed and everything. And he goes, so what's the problem? I go, well, it's my foot. Uh, I had did this and I explained the whole thing. And they go, huh, all right, well, take your sock off. Let me look at your foot real quick. And he looks at the foot. He goes, you know, to be honest with you, the foot looks pretty healthy. It actually looks really strong. And I'm like, I get it. I'm a perfect specimen. But did I do permanent damage that we cannot see? And he just goes, let me get an x-ray machine. So they bring in this x-ray machine in, and uh, they do three x-rays. But here's the thing. They put your foot on a plate. And this one's a mobile x-ray machine. I didn't have to go anywhere. They just brought it right to my room. That's so really cool. They put my foot on the thing and they do this and they go, and I have my phone near my crotches because it's just sitting in my lap. And then they go, boom. And they go, turn your foot to the left. Boom. Turn your foot to the middle. Boom. And they go, well, you're all done. And I go, I just, you know, as a heads up, I had my phone in my lap. You, you did the x-ray three times and I'm not wearing a vest. Is that going to do any damage? You're like, no, you'll be fine. I was like, okay. I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> and he walks out. He says, "Now nah, you might have some like ligament damage or something. Just do some exercises, and I rec recommend you to an orthopedist." And I was like, "Well, you can tear up that because I'm not going to an orthopedist." <laughs> and then I just went home and just did foot exercises, and then my foot's better. Wow. Okay. You kind of think, how did they do it back in the day? Hit you with a hammer. 
they really just cut it off. <laughs> that's what they did. That's that's what I thought. I thought that was the case, but they have found prehistoric remains of people that have been disabled or injured and and they were elderly. So they had been nursed by like communities and tribes. So they didn't kill them. You know how we like how I always think that okay, if we're if we're talking back in I don't know, the dawn of man, these tribes and whatnot, that if anyone was weak, slow, deformed, wasn't born in the capacity that would make them essential for that tribe to kind of move and, and kind of be nomadic, they would just kill them, right? That's what I thought. But apparently like there's findings where they would take care of them. Yeah, they had, um, like certain tribes would. Like an elderly person was always put at the forefront. That's why we have this whole line of respect your elders. Um, strongest to survive is in some elite groups. But like, I mean, you can look all throughout, like even American history and UK history as well, too. There's a tie-in with eugenics on a lot of things, like um disability studies, people that would get locked up in asylums for having ADHD or whatever they would consider not normal. That's just it goes right into eugenics real quick. And you're like, why? It was like because they're trying to make you normal to their standards. That is technically eugenics. But I mean, even if you look back at like history is my favorite subject. Um, Robert Liston. And Joseph Lister, the guy, well, one of them invented uh, what you would call like Listerine style thing. First person to actually understand, like, maybe we should wash off our utensils after we get done with surgery. It would make a lot of sense. But he never used hot water. He only used cold. Um, so you can't, you don't delete all the bacteria, but you definitely do a hell of a lot better. But one of the guys, I think it was Robert Liston, used to, doctors make house calls. He used to show up like, hey, we're chopping off that foot today. Then he would throw you down. He was a six foot two dude, which throw you down right to the table and chop off your foot. Got to stop the infection somehow. Yeah, I'm I'm not making it through to 30 in that time. Have you ever had any bad damage to you? Uh, I dislocated both shoulders in one fell swoop. <laughs> how you land so on I, one or did you go face first <laughs> i um i jumped on the monkey bars and the angle that i jumped at my arms were way too outstretched to actually brace for the impact of holding on and it just popped both of them out <laughs> one popped right one popped right in real quickly and i was like thank fuck but the other one like i could not move it from a 90 degree angle so like me after school i was like fuck all right still went to my friend's house and then his mom put it like in a little bandage kind of thing like makeshift bandage i was like this is pretty cool and then when i walked home from my friend's house to my house i said you know what it'd be fucking cool i live on the second floor it'd be fucking awesome if i made my entrance from the balcony and just like emerged in the lounge room, like I'm here, motherfuckers. Anyways, I'm climbing this balcony, right? So we got the neighbors on the bottom floor. Their blinds are open, and they're like, "Okay, something's going on here." But they see that it's me, so they're not panicked as much as probably they probably were. But anyways, I'm making my way up this balcony. I get almost. <laughs> they're thinking that your mom, like, God damn, that's why you don't drink when you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. 
I had many moments. We were tweaking. <laughs> I had many moments where I bet my neighbors thought just like, "What the fuck were you doing with this kid? Like, <laughs> yeah. how does he get like this?" Yeah, that's too much freedom right there. Anyways, I nearly make it up to the to the top of the railing that I'm gonna vault over to, to make my entrance, and I slip. I fall down. I don't know, like one and a half stories and hit the ground to then just kind of, I don't know, my arm was all right after that. It was almost like, like it was my destiny to pop that shoulder out and to put it back in the universe corrected it by like, you know, now you're going to fall down the balcony <laughs> just to kind of balance out the scales there. But anyways, I was fine after that. <laughs> when, immediately when you said you dislocated both your shoulders, I just pictured you on the monkey bars and then you were like climbing the monkey bars and then you went to go pull yourself up and you just banged both of them and they just dislocated <laughs> like a, and you went like a T-Rex and then just fell on your back. <laughs> you're like, damn. But it's got to be that Looney Tunes like brief second where you like stay still in the air. You've let go of the bar and you're just like, meep, and then fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I shit like that your, I did. I like your thinking though, where you're like, I'm just going to climb on the balcony and do this because I think it'll be cool. I was like, that's exactly how I think. I never felt so like at home right there. <laughs> uh, you don't think past anything else except for the idea that fucking. You, People are going to look at you and be like, oh, my God, he's the one. You know what I mean? Like, what an entrance or anything. I think it's just how our brains work because I, I put a video on my story and it, literally this is all I said. And apparently it was just hilarious for people. I was like, have you ever cut your fingernails in the dark? And then the next day you realize that you might have cut them too short. So every time you reach for stuff, it hurts. And I just put it on my story thinking that was like, I don't know, just asking like a random question. Everyone's like, what the hell are you, you cutting your fingernails in the dark? I was like. Uh, to be 100% honest, yeah, I was lazy as shit and not want to turn on the bathroom light. But then, like, people are, like, dying laughing at that. I was like, I don't know. This just seems normal to me. And it's just kind of like, I think we're both comedy fans. So we watch a lot of comedy stuff, probably specials and a bunch of things. Do you like the actual punch line or do you like the setup? Because sometimes, to me, it's about the setup. It is. It definitely is the setup. Dave Chappelle did a, a pretty cool skit where he told you the punchline first, which was, and then I kicked her in the pussy and then he goes on to do the setup and the setup was so fucking funny that by the time he gets to the punchline it doubled the i think the effect of that punchline and he was like i'm so good i told you the joke before i even i gave you the punchline before i even told you the joke and you still laughed dave Chappelle is a legend i will say that one of his jokes I said on a podcast and then someone – I even said this is Dave Chappelle's joke and I said the joke. And the person was like a very Christian guy and he just kind of looked at me and I go, I'm going to be editing that out of the episode because that looked like it did not land at all. But it's just like for me, I'm like if you overthink it, sometimes people spend like all this time writing a joke. I was like, you just got to like talk and just hope to God it's funny. Like I had someone that was like, Robbie, last time I talked about this, I was on Larry King. And I was like, and you landed on my show. How did that happen? It was a genuine question, <laughs> but his reaction was not normal at all. It looked very upsetting. <laughs> Is it life shoots and ladders? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Far out. But now you're all good. The foot's all good. Pivoting as you should. I don't know. Sometimes it, when, I, when it's about to rain, I feel it. 
They say that's, that's like some old person shit. That's arthritis. They say it's arthritis. That if you can feel weather coming in your bones, it's because it's arthritis. Oh man, you're gonna be so, that guy in the. I just in updated like my Tinder profile. I updated my Tinder profile picture where it just says I have hollow knees, which makes me aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> I just I don't know. I always treat all those social apps as I literally use my social media as a joke. I rarely ever use my podcast social media besides posting once a day. But all my other stuff is it's let loose. I will post the dumbest stuff at like 2 a.m. Like some dude rolled up to my gym. I've told this story before, but he rolled up to my and it's always my life is weird, man. Like very weird. But this guy rolled up like he I'm I'm sitting in the gym parking lot. I got about 30 minutes before I have to go and clock in. Okay, this guy pulls in, in in a little Kia Soul, pulls next to the person that's also sitting in the parking lot about to get out of his car to the point where he could not open up his door to get out of the car. And then I'm like, what is going on? So I start videotaping that and I have the video of that. But then I stop videotaping it because this car is backing up and leaving. And I'm thinking he said, said whatever he has to say and he's going to go. This guy backs up and goes right beside me. I'm like, oh, no. No, I'm listening to like Katy Perry in the headphones, man. I just want to relax 30 minutes before work, man. It's 3.30 a.m. And he goes, roll your window down. I'm like, damn. And I roll the window <laughs> down. I roll the window down. I look over. He goes, hey, Robbie. And I just go in my head. I go, that person that was in the other side of the parking lot that's there every single morning had told him my name and told him to ask oh. me. This guy is in full hunting gear at 3.30 in the morning. And he goes, do you know where the gun shop is? And I'm like, no, I don't even think there's one in Maryland. <laughs> he goes, there has to be one in Maryland. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't know, man. I'm just getting ready for work. If you want to go ask somebody else in this empty parking lot. And he goes, all right, well, uh, thanks anyway. And then he, well, I roll up my window and then he drives off. And he goes up and down looking for this gun shop. I see him going up and down the highway looking oh, for it in the shit. area. So I walk inside and I go up to the old guy who happened to give him my name. And I said, Bob, he goes, yeah. I go, that guy come up to you and ask about a gun shop. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And I go, and you gave him my name. He goes, yeah. And I go, why would you do that? If someone comes up to you at three 30 in the morning, asking about a gun shop, you don't answer or you just point them in the wrong direction. I don't know. He goes, well, it's nothing suspicious about wanting to get, find a gun shop at 3.30 in the morning. I go, what gun shop do you know that's open at 3.30 in the morning? Like, and I just realized that it's much like during the pandemic when everyone kind of started coming back out and it was like trying to get your social skills back again. That's kind of like what it is with old people, that they spend so much time probably really never leaving the house unless it's like super early in the morning. So you just kind of expect like yeah all these things are and i get up really early in the morning so i'm up there with them i come across tons of old people and tons of junkies all the time but i also know what the, what's like normal like starbucks is not going to be open until like 7 a.m or 6 a.m dunkin donuts isn't going to be open until like 6 a.m or 7 a.m most stores are not going to be open until 6 a.m 7 a.m let alone a gun shop at 3 30 in the morning man hear me out come on now that Man, the logic is sound. Thank you. That is some of the scariest shit ever. <laughs> I'm up, so every other shop must be up. What world are you living in? <laughs> Everything works by me, right? Well, that's when like you're a kid and you think like the world kind of revolves around you or you're like the chosen one. I thought that all the time when I was a kid, like I'm going to be this next top star, this, this, and this, and this. And then I turned like 18 and I was like, oh no, 
I am a one in a million and I'm probably going to die. Actually, no, I am one in a 80 billion and it's going to be very hard. To, that's see, think about that. You know, when they tell you you're one in a million, like you're, that's good. But then you go, wait, I'm one in a million. That means there's all these other people I got to fight to the top. And it's like, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you kind of change your perspective a little bit. I mean, I'm probably going to die unnoticed and that's fine, but I'm right that, rob man. a bank, rob a bank I'm telling you. I'm kidding. Don't say that. That's bad. <laughs> hey, Low you could key on the side. If you were the first person to rob the bank with a fucking asthma inhaler or something like that, you'd get noticed. Why does he have the inhaler? What's an inhaler going to do? Just walk up, spray my eyes. Oh, God, my eyes. Ah, it's like, exactly. Don't mess with me. <laughs> you, you never held the asthma inhaler the other way. So it's like a gun. You haven't lived, my friend. What, kind what of world gun? are you living in? <laughs> what kind of gun is that? What kind of gun is that? That's something the guy it's who the asked me about a Derringer. gun shop. Oh, the Derringer. It's the one that you strap to your uh, to your your pantaloons holder. The one that, like, you know, your your sock restrictor. Do you do you own a gun? No, in it's a gun control here in Australia. We we don't have. That's right. Yeah, like we don't have access to guns like that. I can get one, but what am I going to use it for? You know what I mean? It's not even a fucking flex. I can't even tell people I've got a gun. But I, like for me, I had a knife. That's as like crazy as it got. It was a nice little flick one that came in like a camo little corduroy. <laughs> Did it have a comb on the other end of it? Did it have a what? A comb. Nah, nah I've got one of those, a flick little beard comb. That's it's actually pretty cool. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the knife, I had it. I got it in high school. I thought it was cool until I heard that line that if you are going to take something out there, chances are you're going to get it back. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not going to be nice. I had a cop when I asked him, I just, cause I like going to like a, one of these gas stations called Royal Farms. There's always someone on like meth or something. And I'm just like, Hey, like, what's a good thing to have in my car to use as a weapon? He was like, to be honest, they charge you. There's no self-defense law in Maryland. So just you could use anything, you know, you're going to get charged the same. So I just put a knife in my car. Wow. And it's like, look, I'll let, I'm not, not, don't ever plan on using it. But there are some people that you come across like really late at night that are just really off. Like a guy who circled around my car like 20 times while I was pumping gas. And he looked like he was on something. And it was just like, and we, when bath salts happened, we were like one of the places where bath salts was like first heard of. So, which is interesting because Dead Island uh, 2, the, Dead Island 3, the the trailer just came out. I just saw it this morning. I was like, I've been waiting for this since like junior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. at Palm Beach and all that. Yeah. So maybe bath salts will come back. When I got Dead Island, <laughs> bath salts were in the news, and I was like, what is happening right now? Uh, right. Okay. Jesus. Bath salts. Fuck it. Oh. We never had that over here in Australia. That was what, never a big thing. What drugs do you have over there? You got like the usual, like Coke and ecstasy, weed. Who still does ecstasy? I don't know. I have no idea. LSD? is coming back in a big fucking way though why how <laughs> we haven't had that since like the fucking 70s when the government bought it all 
Man, I have heard people talk to no end about LSD and like the trips that they've been on in the last like year and a half. Like I have in my journeys and my travels never heard about this before. Well, not that I've never heard of LSD, but I've never heard that it was so like, you know, available to get. I don't think it really is. Yeah, I have no idea. Unless your friends have like good connections. They are trying to make a legal psychedelics here, but it's going to take a lot because you have to like, I think it's beneficial. I think marijuana is beneficial. I don't advocate for just everyone use it whenever you want to use it. Um, But I just think if you have an issue and it's known to fix an issue, then we should try it, right? We should at least talk about it and have the conversation about it. But making psychedelic clinics is probably the next move. And that's like, you have to have someone sit you down in a chair and like give you psychedelics and they have to kind of walk you through your trip. I just don't want people being like, yeah, psychedelics are legal. So try them at home. I was like, with an inexperienced person, I was like, that's what you don't know if you could just not come back from that trip, man. That's the shit though. That's the stuff that needs to be said. You need a guide. You know, like when shamans were doing this shit, they would be the guide through it. Well, look, you called me a conspiracy theorist earlier. Now you're agreeing with me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Man, I am like, I'm right there with you with the microdosing of select narcotics. Like shrooms, definitely. I would love to try ayahuasca. But all that changed. Well, I still do. And it's on my list of things that I'll probably never get to, but I want to. But I had a really bad weed trip recently. Really okay. bad. Can you tell me about and, it? And yeah, of course. I mean, I never fuck with weed. So the last time I smoked was probably I'd say nine to ten years ago. If that. And I'm inexperienced, but I I thought I would have an experience this time. And just like just like a chill session. Nothing crazy. I just want to sort of feel a little bit floaty and a little bit airy. Anyways. I hit it and I probably hit it too hard and I'm smoking it like a cigarette. You're not supposed to do that sort of shit. I don't know. I'm doing it by myself. No one's like instructing me how to do it beforehand or guiding me through it right there and then. So I hit it and I didn't even make it through a third of that fucking joint. But I said, I can't do this shit anymore. Walked inside from my garage, sat down. And I was completely not there. It was like I was talking, but I wasn't speaking. And my mind was loud. And I was like, okay. And then credits started playing. And I've, I didn't even think that you could trip on weed. So I don't know, like, what's going on. But all of my thoughts started playing. And it's overlaid like film credits. So it shows you one shot, a little bit of a pan, and it flips to the next shot. And I'm freaking the fuck out. But I can't show that I'm freaking the fuck out because i got someone else here, and they're also trying weed for the first time in, like, you know, could be 10 to 12 years. And they're also freaking out. But I can't say that I'm freaking out because I, at that time, I was picturing myself going, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out. And it just going up in this crescendo and just exploding. And I've got two sleeping kids in the house. And I'm also worrying in the back of my mind. I'm like, if one of them wakes up, 
I don't know how, what I'm going to do. I have no idea how I'm going to see to their needs. And I just, I was just like, I just better sleep and just try to get through this. And I, I went to sleep, man. And I woke up and I was like, is it over? Is it over? Is it over? And I looked over at the next person and I was like, are we through it? Is it done? Like, I think so. But I even threw up. And this is the weird thing. I had to will myself. And it was this weird thing where I had to push through my voice box to go to the bathroom to throw up and then like, like almost use my mind to pick myself up, wash my hands and rinse my mouth and stuff. And then like lay on the couch again. It was such a weird experience. I'm going to have to make a documentary about weed and I'm going to do some bad trip stories in there. I, I, I experienced similar things. So I understand that. I mean, um, last time I got high was probably, do you want to hear my funny high story or do you want to hear my recent experience story? I'll tell you what, I want to hear the most recent. Okay. About two years ago now, actually, yeah, two years ago now, um, was on my birthday, uh, New Year's Eve. I was at my buddy's house and we, I went up there early in the morning. I was like, we're going to hang out all day. We're going to do whatever. And this is before I started like actually just like drinking a little bit and having fun doing that. I prefer alcohol over weed in my opinion. Um, just cause that shit is like, I know when I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? With weed, it's like, you do too much. You're fucked. <laughs> and so I went to my buddy's house and I, I, we we're sitting there watching just TV or something like that. And he goes, Hey, uh, I want to do an edible. And my buddy's not like that at all. He's a very straight-laced guy, never did any drugs, but then recently started doing this like THC Delta 9 shit or whatever, the Tech 9 or whatever, not Tech 9, Delta, is it Delta? Delta 8, Delta 8 is what it's called. So he started doing Delta 8. And I just go, what the hell are you asking me about? What, you become a pothead now? What, because you're just doing it a couple times? I was like, you don't remember, in high school, I used to do it like every day. So I was like, I just got, I would, it would always be horrible trips, like how you explained every single time though. So I basically roasted my brain doing that. So when I fast forward to where we're at right now, two years ago on New Year's Eve, when, how this studio got built and uh, I'm, 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 I talk to him and he goes, you want to try an edible? And I go, no, I don't. He goes, dude, it's a five. It's a five. A five is not going to hurt you. And I go, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm watching TV. He comes around the corner with a little gum bear. He goes, ah, and I go, what, what is that? And he tries to stick it in my mouth. I'm like, stop, what is it? And he puts it in my mouth and then goes, chew it, chew it. And I go, I was actually really good. He goes, yeah, it's delicious. Isn't it? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, you'll be fine. It's inedible. You'll be fine. So I'm sitting there and I'm feeling fine and everything like that. Nothing's happening. And next thing I know, just like my chest and my heart just start like beating super fast. To the point where I thought I was going to like, I was going to, my heart was going to basically explode out of my thing. I go, what the hell's going on? He goes, dude, just calm down. You're good. Everything's fine. No, nothing's wrong. Now, remember, this is my birthday. Going to the bathroom. I'm in there for what feels like two hours, dude. I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, what the fuck is going on? My whole life is like, I'm judging myself and all this. And I come back out and I was like, Oh man, I was in there for a long time. He's like, you were gone 10 minutes. And I was like, I was in there for 
like I said, passage of time is gone. I was in there for like two hours, dude. He's like, you were gone literally 10 minutes. He goes, you go watch Netflix. I'm just going to, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, whatever. So I'm watching Netflix now. It's on Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Okay. Now, normally how I watch my Netflix is I have subtitles. That's not how everybody watches films. So I go, I go, I go, my buddy has been gone for like three hours. Where has he been? And I go in there. He's working. He's in the attic now. And he's now working in the bathroom from the attic. He's trying to fix a fan. And I just go, what the hell? And he just goes, look, I'll be down in a minute. And I go, okay. And then so he comes back down. He looks at the TV and looks at me. He goes, why the hell are the subtitles on? <laughs> I just <started> busting out <laughs> laughing because I was like, this is how I watch my show. So I ended up going to bed at like 5 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And on next day he came over, felt bad. And we took this whole studio and fixed it up and made it how it is. Fucking oath. <laughs> now when you got high though do you, have you always gotten like over high like that before or is that the first time no that um the last time i got that high was when i drank and then i blew chunks and it was over like i just went straight to sleep mm-hmm. didn't I, didn't have kids then though so i was fine you know what i mean but, yeah, but you had a panic attack that you're gonna wake your kids up and not be able to deal with the issue that's anxiety bro yeah but that that was the that was what was happening in my mind that little crescendo thing and yeah it just freaked me out because it was almost like i didn't have any control i had no control i think the that probably freaked me out most of all that i was just not able have you ever tried acid before no never ever I got steered away from it because I remember my grandpa always telling me that every time he cracked his back since he tried acid, he usually gets like a little bit of a high. And then I asked someone about psychedelics about that, and she's like, that is complete bullshit. And I go, my grandpa probably just told me some BS. <laughs> he did a lot. He did that a lot, though. Like he always told me when I was a kid, I asked him what would happen like when he dies, what, what's he going to do? And uh, he would be like, uh, I don't know. I want to donate my body to science. And he would just say stuff like that where you go, I don't think he's being serious. And then he passed away at like the beginning of this year. And uh, I asked my grandma when we're doing a funeral and she was like, well, he wanted his body to be donated to science. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. (laughs) I go, he got me. (laughs) Cause he like, he would say so much where you don't know what's believable and what's not. And like, he would say like, oh yeah, I heard that guy had a love, had a a love connection with this person. And then I would ask somebody else and they'd be like, no, he didn't. I'm like, what do you mean? That dude didn't have a love connection affair with that person at all i go what the hell man and then my grandpa would be like oh i thought he did and i'm like dude what <laughs> i'm running around and thinking that's information and saying it and i'm yeah i'm telling other people that's the worst when you hear some shit and then you tell someone else they're like what the fuck are you talking about this has never happened ever are you mad because it's not true or are you mad because you fell for it i think i'm mad because it's not true i trust people really really easily and I will then sort of take that knowledge. Because why pass on the knowledge if it's not true? You know what I mean? Like, what have you really got to gain by spouting bullshit? It really makes it even more interesting if you think about how many people did that same thing through history and decided that they were going to just say something that wasn't necessarily true. And then it gets written down in a tablet. And now we're going by that. I saw this meme on Facebook and it was like, it was four pictures. No, it was. Three pictures. It says humans create AI. And then it's like these humans creating AI. And this is AI enslaves humanity. 
Then it's like solar flare knocks out AI. And then the next one is four. The next one goes, um, humans worship sun God. And I go, oh my God, dude, that's like, ah, you really think about that. I was like, oh God, we're on an inevitable loop over and over again. I'd rather be in the beginning before there was like indoor plumbing where you could just go to the bathroom wherever you wanted and people don't stare at you weird. Well, you, you know what was crazy? So they used to have like communal shitters. Did you hear about that? They, they would be set up like a corner couch. So you could probably get like maybe four or five people shitting at the same time. And that would just be the normal routine. You just like sit down, shit, like talk to your mates and stuff like sort talk to your friends and wipe your ass and move on or wash your ass. Well, some people have like a bedroom that's a toilet and a kitchen and all that in one because their space isn't big enough. Yeah. You know, usually they have the room dividers. They don't always just have like a. But if your room is like the size of a bathroom, enough to fit like a bed and all that in there, it's just like, what do you do? This is true. We've got a housing crisis over here at the moment. So we're we're seeing so many of those. Is it real though? Like, what do you mean? Is it a real housing crisis? Yeah, it's a real housing crisis where. Like 30 people are lined up to inspect a wardrobe that they expect people to live in and pay top dollar for it. Why do you guys have a housing crisis if there's so much land over there? Uh, I have no idea. Ah, because of the interest rates. So the interest rates have gone up. So now people are looking for cheaper housing because all the landlords are putting the prices up for the properties. So then people are going, well, fuck this. I'm not paying what I used to be paying $300 cheaper for a week. I'm going to go find a cheaper place. And those cheaper places have a line around the block looking to just inspect it. It is crazy over here. Makes me think of Sims for some reason. (laughs) Like building out a house in the middle of the, the desert or something like that, like a nice, like random ass mansion in the middle of like Route 66. Just plop her right down there. Everyone's like, who the fuck lives there? I never got into Sims. You're probably too old for when the game came out. That's true. And I didn't have a PC. Oh, I have an Xbox. I bought it for Xbox. Ooh. I mean, it's like you get to be in a, you know, you get to have all the money. I always end up building just a really nice ass house, but like a really small one where I can get to the rooms easy. I always hate it when someone's like, I mean, think about it. If I gave you a billion dollars, do you want to live in a big house? Do you want to live in a small house? I, it has to be adequately sized. I don't need a big house to be happy, to be honest. Three, three bedrooms, a kitchen, a living room. What else do you need? I would just want the basement as a cinema room. That is it. That's the only thing. So all I put up, I put a pool in the basement. I put a pool in the basement. hundred percent. You're a bad mother. So I've been watching. (laughs) I've been watching these home tours of like new mansions and shit that people have been building. And these guys put a pool in the basement. Then across from the pool was their home theater system. So the cinema room, basically. And you could block off each room so they could all be like private and stuff. There's a bar in the middle. But you could effectively watch movies from the pool. 
It's insane. I probably wouldn't want to pull in the basement. I'll tell you that much. I don't like water that much to where I want to get like, I'm just so afraid of things getting wet, especially if it's like near electronics. I'm, like, I'm really like, oh God, like whenever I see someone that's like, we're going to set up the Xbox outside or do something like that. I'm like, no. When I was a kid, I was like, no, yeah. never do that. I always yeah. hate what traveling. It was... Exactly. And then you got to bring an umbrella and shit. Yeah. People don't understand this sort of shit. It gets me. It's like, I'll do an outdoor projector for, for Starlight Cinema. For who? You know what I mean? We have the most inclement weather at the best of times. It's summer. It's going to piss down raining. It's winter. It's going to piss down raining. It's just like, I didn't sign up for this. I think like a lot of people, like they just think of the end goal of what it's going to be. Like when he's setting up like a really nice house we see on those home shows, I watched one where a basketball player, I mean, he's an NBA guy, so he has the money for it for sure. But he wanted a, a aquarium that was in a cylinder that goes all the way from the first floor, all the way up his mansion, all the way up to like it, a normal floor to his second floor is like two floors. So the height is two floors. So he goes up to a second story, which is like way higher than it should be. But then he goes, I want the aquarium to go all the way up to that. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, you got to think about if you get a house, well, I know it looks cool, but after a day, you got to keep paying someone to clean it. You got to keep doing all this type of stuff. So you're just going to have more people in your home than you probably will be spending in your home. What that to me, that's not appealing. Me is like getting a, a house in the middle of a field somewhere and just have like, I think the one exotic purchase I'd have is I'd get a Greek statue, a hundred percent. I'd have Zeus throwing a lightning bolt or some shit like that. Shit. Okay. Okay. That's a, what would you use it for? It's just like, just as a symbol of don't fuck with me. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I have a knife in my car. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like <laughs> legit. At that point, it's just like having that. Like I always like that. Like a, I, I wouldn't mind having like a, like a backyard or something, but not something huge. I don't need a giant field or anything. I like things small and contained so I can be able to like, I mean, if it's just me living in there, but then I saw someone make a, they put four storage units on top of each other. Like those long yeah. shipping crater things yeah. and they cut them out and did glass. It, it looks sick, man. And then yeah, I, man. that's that what I me... want. Okay. That's the sort of house that I want because you can do an atrium with those sort of houses. For birds? You're like the atrium? No, the, the open space in the middle of the house. And atriums for birds though. Is it Google? <laughs> I could have sworn it's called an atrium. Why don't you come out and be something else? Maybe it's both. <laughs> Imagine if you're rich and you, you finally bought, <laughs> I want an atrium. They build one. You go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> an atrium is a large open air skylight covered space. I thought it was for birds. Is that an avarium is what I'm thinking of then? Uh, look. My memory goes to Jurassic World where the pterodactyls are kept in. Like you like the glass onion type deal. No, 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 no. That's that was horrible. Could you imagine taking a shit in that place? Like we were talking about like a, a, a small open plan studio. Could you imagine taking a shit like someone's cleaning the windows? Having like, a glass on. house is pretty ballsy. I'm just gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to have it in that that exotic island private island that that guy had damn <sighs> man any I tennis courts could... would, you, would you have a tennis court yeah i wouldn't my son's really into soccer at the moment i would probably do that but maybe something that could change as well so it's not just for soccer 
know what I mean? Couple of fields there. I'd like to have a massive jungle gym. No, you just located both your shoulders. You can't have jungle. Do you still use monkey bars? Uh, no, and I haven't been maybe since that time. <laughs> I just, it's they're never a good idea. I've heard way too many horror stories from people like kid broke his arm on uh, monkey bars or kid busted out his front teeth on his monkey bars or something like that. I'm like, oh, man, I think the worst I ever got was a bruised rib. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'll, for me, I always get scared that my arm is going to get caught in the monkey bars at this impossible angle but the weight of my body is going to go the other way because i'm going to fall but it's going to be pinned and then it goes into like a complicated fracture and the bone just comes out the skin and i'm like ah! when i hit the ground i don't know how you're climbing monkey bars but maybe you should try it a different <laughs> way <laughs> holy it's crap. one of those freak accidents <laughs> and then you I fall think... and hit the ground and you're the, the, the bone goes into your eyes, some shit. Do they do they still do they still have playgrounds? I haven't I haven't really seen kids playing on a playground before, but maybe it's because I'm not a- actively seeking to go try and find kids on playgrounds. I haven't honestly been to one. There's one really right down the street from my house, but I always just go and check the mail, but nobody's ever there. And it's not a bad playground. Uh, I'm just it's so weird. Like I'm just thinking of Actively seeking children playing on playgrounds. <laughs> FBI's at Google your door search. in two minutes. Yep. Uh, man, playgrounds in Australia are coming back in a big, big way. So we've got, we've got like these massive ones, ones that we didn't even have when we were younger. They gave us a couple of train cars and then um, maybe a swing set or something. But now, man, they go on like full rope gymnasium fucking climb up a castle style jungle gym slide down a chute swing over here you got like the fucking ropes and all sorts of stuff even our tiny ones have this thing called a flying fox so you like it's a manual thing and you wheel like this little swinging seat and then you sit on it and then the kid can fly down the hill and then it like rebounds and then comes back that's a tiny one for us here I don't, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, my, at my park, we just have a couple of swings. That's it. There's just a couple of swings there. And then there's the dog parks, honestly, better than the actual person park. They treat the dogs like I live in like an old, I wouldn't say an old retirement community. So this is where that when I first started living here, when I was really little. It was nothing but old people. Okay. I lived next to a golf course at the time when I was like, 14 so you'd have like i had a drawer full of golf balls and my dad was like what the hell and i was like why not he goes where do you they're get my them? trophies he's like where do you get them and i was just like uh when i go to the golf course there's always some like some old guy hits a ball it goes off into the grass he's like i don't feel like walking over there to get it so i'm just gonna put a golf ball a new one down and he's like okay so like, you could probably turn those in for some money and i'm like i don't know but it's a drawer full of golf balls and he's like why though? I I don't ever know if you guys leave, it could be home alone and I have golf balls to protect me. Um this my is dad's true. like Yeah, I guess my dad's like my dad's like, you know what? Can't argue with you on this because it seems like you're pretty firm <laughs> on having a drawer full of golf balls, but all right. Um so in this area, it started off like all elderly people, retirement community, people that were like, You step on my grass, I'll kill you. That's the types of people. Then it's now become like there's elderly people here. 
but there's also a lot of like single moms that have like four kids that are working two jobs that are doing this. So it's become like more lowish impoverished. And now that's what it kind of is now. But the dog park, dude, I have no, every time I go there, I sit down. Like if I'm watching my brother's dog or something, I'll take him to the dog park. Nobody's there. I'm like, this is fantastic. I don't have to be like, he's not friendly. He's not friendly. And they go and just, oh, I'm going to let my dog off the leash. And then it runs around. I'm like, bro, I just said he's not friendly. <laughs> and so as soon as I sit down there, I'm having a good time. Next thing I know, not even like a minute later, someone pulls in the driveway and then it's like an old person and they got a huge dog or something like that. I'm like, oh God. And then they go, hey, how are you doing, man? I'm like, I'm doing great, man. And then they open up the thing and I just start putting the leash on my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take this. Are you guys leaving already? Yeah, it's, vibe's gone. Um, Got to get him back, you know, and uh, start leaving. But then the dog, like the dog's like, I mean, I don't know. There's old people that just have dogs that are either really small or super big. I'm like, can you guys just find the middle ground? Somebody, please. <laughs> like, it's just terrible. And I don't get it. Why do you have to have a puppy? I don't know. Maybe that's rude of me, but. It's the chance to grieve on a loan. Maybe it's the John Wick God thing. Damn, you make me feel like shit now. <laughs> That's what I think. At that point, it's all about companionship, right? Like That's my true. grandfather, he didn't get a dog. And this is going to sound really, really bad. But he got a new wife almost instantaneously. Like my grandmother passed away. And then he went back to South Africa to go get himself a new bride. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. what? Wait, did he specifically actually go to Africa for a bride? Yeah. Why? But not 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 for like he had it all set up, but he was like, I'm in the market. Like, the plane's wow. gonna be here at two o'clock. She'll be in shipping container one zero zero one. But hurry though. She's only got three hours of breathing air left. Yeah, they only poked a hole for her enough for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys. Yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't like outside. that sort of setup. Plane comes by, a giant crate just falls out of the airplane. Damn, they didn't even slow down. They just <laughs> dropped her. <right> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> That's where they started filming Uncharted when Tom Holland's in the airplane fighting the thing. He's like on the shipping container. That's my wife in there. You be careful. <laughs> I got a good price for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue your story. Um, but yeah, he went back to South Africa and got married again. It was crazy. It was like he did the whole internet dating before he went back and like set it all up. And then when he got there, the chick was like, I don't think I want to get married. And then Damn. I think her sister was like, but I think I want to get married. So they got married. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? The Riz levels are unbelievable if you can, like, you know, maybe get a rejection from the sister and then, like, straight away the other sister is like, you know what? I'll take this one, guys. That's got to be an awkward Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't think he ever went back to South Africa after that. Did they just leave the family over there and he just took his bride? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So they never see yeah. each other either. It's got to be a weird FaceTime. <laughs> hey, remember that guy you said you didn't want to marry and I ended up marrying? Here he is. Lounging in a pool. <laughs> in, in a kimono. Our... <laughs> <laughs> Always in a kimono. Always. It's gotta be. It's funny because he had he had a kimono from his travels out east. 
Do you think that that puts a different thing on a relationship if you find a, a relationship through an app? I don't feel like it does. Not in this time. Back in the day, it was something that was like, how the fuck do you even do this? It wasn't Tinder levels. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I Tinder's remember, got a lot of ads now. Yeah, see, I've never gotten the app. Never needed to. Like, I, it's weird, like me missing all like these, uh, these apps and these games and stuff like that. But um, back in my day, oh, fuck, that's a horrible thing to say. But back when I was looking for someone, um, I used Facebook and it was this app where you could see someone's picture. It was like pass or smash. And you like put a describing word, nice little verb there. Is it a verb? Yeah. Adjective. Damn. You describe them, right? And you could say like cool or sexy or like funny or handsome or some shit like that. And you would like click the word and then hopefully you get a reply back. <laughs> it was like Russian roulette dating. You know what mine says on my, uh, uh, the hollow bones thing is real. On my Tinder, it says hollow knees. I'm aerodynamic when I fight. But below it, it says what my grandpa always used to say to me. You look good from a distance. <laughs> and all of your shots are like landscape shots like you in the back in the water and shit like uh do you get much activity on t on tinder i honestly it's way more ads i mean i i use i use all those apps for jokes and stuff like that but i don't know to me it's just interesting because i like looking at it. it's a big social test for me because you're on there and you just get to see what people put on there. And then like people have started putting like if they were vaccinated or unvaccinated. And it's like vaccinated. And then someone would be like unvaccinated, hardcore conservative. And I'm like, that's so weird to put that in your dating profile. But they make you add it now too. Like I skip those questions. Like whenever they go, what's your personality type? And it's like acronyms. G-H-T-S. And then what's your – it goes to the next one. G-H-T-S-E. G-H-T-S-R, G-H-T. I'm like, I don't know what any of these fucking words mean. And then like people so like- Like the human genome or something? <laughs> I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Fuck. It's like personality type. And then there's like some people like, what do you, like, I think there's like, you can pay for Tinder gold, which shows you if people like you. And then also you can pay for super likes. So if you come across someone you really like, if you super like them, they'll get a notification on it. Because usually you only get a match if they like you back. So then you're going through all this stuff and then you're swiping. And then if you're looking for women, sometimes a person that puts their pronouns as women will be on there. And you're just like, this is like the most confusing app I have ever tried to use in my entire life, but there's nothing out there now. And it's just like, that's goes back to what I was saying before going out and having a good time or staying inside. Most people my age now are staying inside. I can and, understand that. And I've gone out a couple of times. I enjoy it, but I also like sitting around, you know, drinking and watching a movie with some friends. I feel like that's a lot better than, you know, going out. And, like, I like going to the movies. I've done that probably more often recently than I have in a while. But then I went to, okay, bar story. Um, so <laughs> Friday, I was going to my buddy's house, the trainer I was telling you about. And uh, he's a friend of mine, Dan. And, uh, I just go, you want to go to Hammerheads or something, which is a bar and a couple, you can't work out of the, at a gym and not know every single person. 
So two of the people that come in all the time are like the main bartenders are there. So we go in there and we just start getting drinks and getting food and hanging out and having a good time. But then every like next thing I know, every single minute, me and him are talking to someone because we see someone from the gym that recognizes us that we're in there. So, you know, then becomes that. But then we ended up going back Saturday and we spent like a good couple hours there having fun and stuff like that. But it's every single you can't go anywhere. That's like, hey, it's like, oh, God, you can't be discreet anymore. And to be honest, like I don't not I'm not not friendly. I would just prefer to not have to try and say like get into like a quick couple minute conversation that ends up like getting awkward and then going away. Yeah. I wish people would acknowledge that. Like I'm not not. Yeah. Like just yeah, the Batman, the Dark Knight Rises. Just give me like one of the and then I'm out. You know what I mean? Don't corner me with your bullshit. Cause I like I legit don't want to hear it. And then everybody's mad about Bud Light and all this type of stuff. So that's like the conversation out now. I guess what I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the hell that even means. But <laughs> tell you one thing, I've ordered two pina coladas, so you can sit down with me and have one if you want. <laughs> Far out, man. There's always a reason to get upset at something. People are buying it and destroying it. People are buying the beer and destroying it because of whatever. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. To me, it's just like, I don't honestly, if it's not in my life, I don't care about it. You know what I mean? Like if it's not something that affects me on a daily basis to the point like where it's getting food or getting water or getting whatever I want from the store, then like, why do people care? But (laughs) yeah, exactly right. It's like people go out of their way to try inconvenience a company this fucking megalith company that's probably like well it's uh, no exposure that's bad exposure really it's just more eyes on their product now's enough time corona might be making a comeback not the virus the beer the beer the beer the beer i gotta preface that before youtube just gets mad no it's the beer that company is probably was in the shitter and now it's probably like they're gonna be coming back like i think everybody's okay now we can come back out of our hole yeah, I. Uh, do you reckon they'll do a rebrand? I hope they don't do a rebrand. I don't think so. There's no need to. Unless they start, they just lean into it. They just double down. They're like, under the cap of every corona is a mask. And they just fucking go for it. What was that candy that came out a long time ago that got rebranded and they took it off the market because it was too sensitive for people? Bob Saget had a joke about it. I forgot what he Redskins? said. Redskins? AIDS candy. That's what it was. There was a candy called AIDS, and it was a weight loss thing, and they had to rebrand it. <laughs> it was like so fucked up what they did it. Then there was another uh, – no, he had, that, that was the joke part was that he, there was another candy named this, and it was called this. I mean there is good branding on stuff. There are some branding that I really got to give it to them, but then there's others that are like, oh, God. Like they made a movie – about like a infection that locked everybody down in their house and the police would come to your doors and do all this type of stuff. And then next thing you know, we're in the pandemic and it's like, Hey buddy, you want to take that movie away? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that contagion movie that That's blew the up. That's yeah. the one. And then all those stars came back to do like a PSA where they were like, wash your hands like this. It only takes 20 seconds. If you just use some, some, uh, was it? If you use like this sort of soap and like do windmills with wind, yeah, windmills, 
windmills with your with your hands and like you know you get in all the crevices and stuff like that I was like all right I don't know if it's a cash in or if it's like you know they're actually trying to help I don't whenever a celebrity comes on and gives advice I was like that's not what people pay you for you don't need to do that yeah (laughs) I don't trust any of them you don't trust any celebrity no Okay, that's fair. I don't really either. Uh, it, it just seems like now there is a deeper, darker price to pay for celebrity. It's called Epstein yeah. Island, buddy. Yeah. Well, when Tom Hanks <laughs> relinquishes his, uh, his American citizenship and gets Greek citizenship, a non-extradition com- country, it's a bit worrisome, don't you reckon? Wait, he did what? Yeah, he's a Greek citizen now. Why? Because he was on the the manifest for Epstein Island. I did not know that. I thought his son was. Chet or Colin? Whatever the rapper one. Chet. Chet and that. Chet. (laughs) Just like, what's a, like, you know, a fuck up name? I don't understand how like someone I guess when you get in that position of power like you're a famous celebrity or something you must have some weird thing about you. But that's like well, even all access. of our all of our presidents have that too. Like everyone has a weird scandal behind them. Johnson would get naked in front of people and show they used to call him bull balls. Because he would just show his nuts to people. I thought that was a joke, and I had told someone who studied government ethics, and he worked during the Trump administration in government ethics, and he left because he didn't like Trump. And I told him that, and he said, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. And in the episode, I put a disclaimer of all the Johnson stuff in there where CNN talks about it. In an interview, he started comparing his Johnson to Vietnam. Um, And it sounds crazy, but I mean, you can hear up a phone call of him talking about getting bigger pants, and he talks about how his nuts hang down to where his bunghole is. He says that in the recording, that is his tape. (laughs) So it's like believable now, but then every president has like some weird thing, even Reagan towards like the ending of his uh, presidency. He had like pulled out a, this is a story I heard. So it's not going to be a hundred percent. I don't know if it's a hundred percent verified yet, but he was kind of slowly losing it, which I think is well known that he was like going through like a little bit of dementia. And apparently a story that I heard was that he had came home one night and his wife had caught him with his hand wet and he had the White House from a fish tank and he wasn't president anymore. He was just like retired or I guess after he's done being president, he just goes back to living or doing whatever. And he had the white, a little White House from like an aquarium in his hand. And he goes, I think this has something to do with me. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, sit down. Like he's having dementia. So he was just president. Now he's not president anymore. And he comes home with his hand soaking wet, holding a fish aquarium White House. And he's like, I think this has something to do with me. Like he pulled it out of the aquarium. Like I said, that could be misinformation, but that's a story I heard. So it's like you hear that and it's just like I think every president had something about him. I mean, good humor, all this type of stuff. But every single person has something that they do that might seem weird to other people. But then it's like when it seems like they're famous, their thing is really, really weird. Yeah. Like Quentin Tarantino and feet is weird. It is. But that's the stuff that he's willing to show you. Imagine the shit that he doesn't want anyone to see. God, what can be darker than that? (sighs) Yeah. I have no idea. Like, can you imagine, like, just statues of Baphomet and shit? (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. I just, I freak out at the thought of maybe it just being all real. But then I'm like, maybe it's just a theory. I don't know. That helps me get through the day. I want to know why Chris Tucker was on Epstein's flight. Yeah. There's a lot of people on those uh, on those lists. Any, uh, a... any other famous people besides Tom Hanks? Yeah, there's heaps. Fuck. Um, Bill Gates is on that list. One that I actually like, care about, like an actor or something oh, like that. Woody Harrelson? Yeah. I haven't heard of Woody going to the, the island, but I haven't even like investigated the lists to the point where I've been like looking for Woody Harrelson. Um, fuck. Matthew McConaughey? I'm pretty sure McConaughey went. Damn. Yeah. It's like true detective, those guys. Anybody from CSI, the whole cast? <laughs> all of all of the the primetime television that show gives me a like weird there. vibe man whenever i watch it i'm just like oh, i don't like this who's the guy that just freaks you out the most in csi Ooh, i don't i don't watch the show that closely i only watch it at the gym when there's no sound to it it's just subtitles i never know which i always get them all confused there's like 50 of them yeah there's heaps vegas new york Who's the LA. actor that gives you the worst creeps out of anything? Out of any actor. Damn. Um, yeah, shit, that's a good one. I think at this point it's Tom Hanks. Okay. I definitely think he's gotten weirder. There is a lot that goes into making that nice guy persona hit. So he seems like he's just harmless. He's just a normal person. You know what I mean? Does it hit though? I think it hits. I think it breaks through sometimes. I see it a lot. He strikes me as very like very hardcore left, like politics wise. Um, which when I mean that is like very progressive type. But he also seems like if you tried to talk about like LGBTQ, he wouldn't know what the fuck you were talking about. You know what I mean? But he seems like the type where he's like, you're going to wear your mask. You're going to do all this type of stuff. But then he also, I don't know. There's something about him that just seems like he's getting, he's got something he's hiding from me that I can't fully a hundred percent sniff out. The realest person I've ever been able to kind of like, I would say understand would be Ricky Gervais just because he bluntly calls people out for their shit. And I know that's his style of humor and stuff, but I also feel like he does not care about the whole Hollywood trope, which is like really interesting. Cause look at how many times a stage person on like the tonight show or any of these places comes out and kisses a girl on the cheek. And then, you know what I mean? Like to me, that's weird. Yeah, man. I was watching a friend's reunion and they were like, no, I was on Oprah and they were talking about like the last episode and stuff like that. And then they'd say something and the other person would think that it's sweet and they'd be like, Oh, I love you. And then like kiss them on the lips. And I was like, what is that about? Like on the lips, wasn't even the cheek. It wasn't like a little hug or anything like that. Like, like a cheek to cheek one. Like, you know, sometimes you get the mouth to cheek, the cheek to cheek, which is like the safe one, but they were like full on lip locking. I was like, if I was like any one of them's like partner, that'd just be weird to me. Who's the game show guy that used to always kiss people in the mouth? 
you know what I'm Who's talking talking? about? Nah, not there at was, all. I don't think it's Andrew Dawkins. I don't know what his name is. There was a game show oh. guy that always used to greet the contestants by kissing them on the mouth. Ew. Yeah. I would love to see a, a reality show about inside lives of these game show hosts. Who do you think's the strangest? I bet it's Bob Barker. He's yeah. still alive. I thought he died. Yeah, so did I. The Mandala effect with Bob Barker. <laughs> Can you imagine being Bob Barker? Why does everybody think I'm dead? Oh, no way. That's, that's when the celebrities come out and they wear the shirt and it's like, I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> like that's their Twitter post the next day. <laughs> Man, uh, I don't know. Alex Trebek, a little bit weird. How so? A little bit off. I don't know. It was a little bit you can't make a statement like that and then have no it's evidence. True. It is true. It's just, it is true. I, I'm guessing it's the mustache. Maybe it's that. Game show hosts who kissed everyone on the mouth. Oh, that pops up. After he left match game, his spot on the panel was filled with many other stars, most notably. Yeah, it is Dawson. Richard Dawson. He used to greet contestants by kissing people on the mouth. That's so weird. Has there been anyone that refused the kiss? I think so I kissed come... women. I'd already kissed men on the mouth. Yeah. It would Pat be Sajak? so progressive if he was kissing the men on the mouth as well. Um, so I come from a kissing family. We, my immediate family, we kiss on the mouth. That's weird. And a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people say that it's weird. Right, but that's just how we were sort of raised. This is like, um, I don't know if it comes from checking to see if you've been drinking, but we've just always done it. My immediate family kisses on the mouth. Your brothers? No, no, no. the men don't, but the men and the women do, and the women do. It's not as bad as like with Tom Brady. I don't know if you've seen him. He took a picture with his son, yeah. and he's most notably known for like kissing his son on the mouth. And uh, he took a picture with his son where he was kissing his son on the cheek, but it was like a selfie style thing. So that means his son was in front of him while he was taking the photo. And then he showed a picture of his legs, and it was his son's legs on a beach chair in between his legs. So that means his son was sitting on his lap. And his son is like, I mean, at this time in the photo was probably 14, which is like, Bro, I don't know. When do we stop showing love towards your kids? But there's a certain point where, like, that's why pedos is always trending all the time. Because, like, <laughs> the one Dalai Lama guy or whoever it was, was like, oh, suck my man. What the fuck was that? I don't know. That's not even a kid's game, bro. Why don't watch the news anymore? Ugh. Why do people do that sort of shit? That's like, like, you don't need, like, ugh. Like, the tongue has no business kissing anyone except for the person that you're with. You know what I mean? Society. The tongue don't make it out the mouth at all. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they're so, like, with it. Like, like um... Well, he's, apparently he said that it was because it was a thing you do for a child. It was, like, to show, like, you know, it's just like, you know, you have a little kid. You tell him to go, you know, do this, and you, you, you're like, what's something on your shirt? And you flick it up like that. He thought that would be the same thing, like, little boy. You know, did that. And to me, it's just like, I maybe it's the cultural barrier. 
which is like, I don't know. But even then, I don't know. It's just really hard to like try and rationalize anything with kids, no matter if you, someone took it the wrong way or something like that, because people would just put you up on a pole and light you on fire. Yeah. But why are we only hearing about that little trick now? <laughs> How long has he been doing it? Exactly. And has it been behind closed doors? And this time he was just a little bit like, you know, you know, fuck it. We'll give him a little tongue show. Like, yeah. I never, I never want to see that motherfucker's tongue again. Well, they, I mean, they did something, something similar, which is not really similar, but the way people are viewing it is similar is that the same thing with like Chris Pratt, when he had his new kid, people started lighting him up about having his new, cause he made a post about his new kid. He was like, thank you so much for bringing me the most beautiful child in the world. And he wrote like a really heartful post. People are like, you already have another kid with another woman. How dare you? And just started getting really mad at him. I was like, people will get mad at anything. I was like, there's a reason why, like, what, if you could think of like a good statement to make to the public about something you were really upset about, what would it be? And what statement would you make? That's something that I was really upset about. Because people literally just jumped on a pool table and brought orange chalk and sprayed orange chalk on a professional pool match saying stop oil. And I'm like saying that bro, fucking idiots. That like, is going to change sport. anything. Like nobody gives a fuck about pool anyway. That's right. And they're not hurting anyone. If anything, that's probably the greenest sport ever. They're playing with wood. <laughs> Did you see the, the video of the guy? What do you think about these activists that are uh, gluing themselves to the giant oil rig? And then I forgot what the guy said. The guy just laughed and he just goes, it's cooking oil. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I guess they got the wrong message. Fucking hell. You know how we were like, this is a one in a million. And we would have to fight a million people to get, like, you know, noticed. These guys are higher up on the chain than us <laughs> by doing stupid shit like that. It's like Greta Thunberg. Like, mm. And now she's agreeing with a lot of the statements that she, like, you know, made against. She's now for them. I'm like, I do believe in climate change and I've talked to both sides of this. I've talked about the whole renewable energy discussion, but I always have to preface this because I'm always trying to think about someone listening going, you don't believe in climate change. I go, I believe in climate change. I just don't think, I don't think the information is hundred percent accurate. And I think it's because they can manipulate the fear type stuff. But I just go, if we got to talk about switching off gas and all this, which I'm for doing, what's the suggestion of the other thing? You got before you make a move, you have to have an option ready. You know what I mean? And nobody has that other option. And I really hate it when I see someone like go into an art museum because I've been painting my ass off and my artwork is actually looking pretty good. But have you seen one of these paintings before? I haven't seen the latest one. You showed you showed me a few. I don't Which know. One? Like I'm expecting like some Bob Ross level shit. What what was the last one I showed you? Do you have your phone on you? <sighs> yeah. I'll send it to you real quick. And for the audience listening, I got to find this painting and send it to him so he can verify how good it is. And if you say it's bad, I will find you. No, but when I see these activists that kind of like put, like put paint on a painting or something like that, make a statement, I was like, look, I get it because there's like I, – I, you could say that there's business or very high CEO people or rich billionaires that go into art museums, but I like to enjoy it too. You know what I mean? If you're going to do something, I'm not saying – 
anything dangerous of like any political statements, but I mean, society has always had political statements, so it's not new. I mean, look at the Rage Against the Machine cover art album. Yeah. That guy, the monk that lit himself on fire. Have you ever seen that video? Yeah. It's pretty graphic, but that guy made a statement and they just watched there. And you literally see this guy like just fall to the ground as he's like just sitting in this cross, like a prison, just fall backwards on fire. And people are screaming and crying and doing all this type of stuff. I sent it. To, do you want me to send it to you on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. Okay. I read I Instagram to, open. I just sent it to you on Instagram. Look at you, you Bob Ross motherfucker. It look does look like a little bit like, don't it? It looks good. Dude even did the fucking reflections on there. Look at the texturing on that grass. It got better, 100%. Holy I've been, what I do is I write my name on the back, and then I just give them to a thrift store, and then the thrift store can make the money off of it and give it to charity, and then someone gets to have a random piece of my artwork in their house. If they like it. I like it. I like it. Even got, like, the sun bleed and everything with the horizon. The bad part is trying to get me in the position where I can paint those things, because I only paint it. In like random moments of like one o'clock in the morning, I'm watching a Bob Ross video and he's like, you can do this. I'm like, you son of a bitch, let's do this. And then I'll jump into like this paint mode at one in the morning. <laughs> that is so bad. I love that you can at any given point follow the inspiration. Because a lot of people don't do that. You know what I mean? Like we always get like the little cues and shit. And then we're like, fuck, that'd be a mad idea. Yeah, and then go, morning, but, but I'll do it later. Yeah, every morning I end up seeing like a sunrise at work or something like that, and it looks so damn good. Where I go, I'm gonna paint this when I get home, and then as soon as I get home, I don't have the energy to paint it. So it's like in the moment when if I'm there and I have the ability to like, if I'm not at a job, if I'm out doing something and I see something I like, and I go, I gotta do, I gotta do it. I'll usually do it 100 percent of the time. I mean, but if you give it like time, like an hour, two hours, you never end up doing something like that, which is good if you're trying to like, I always kind of my rule for posting on social media, I'll post something like 1am and then the next morning or, or no, a couple hours later or something in the morning, I'll be like, you know what? I took a nap and that's probably not a good post. <laughs> it's never anything political, but it's just something dumb and stupid. Like the scene from Tropic Thunder where the guy asks him, uh. don't you have a lover at home? And the guy goes, <laughs> yeah. He goes. What's her name? He goes, Lance. He goes, well, this is, you're going you gonna to sit Lance down and say, you listen here, Lance, what the fuck did I just hear? Yeah. <laughs> it's that to me was hilarious. And I put it on, you have to admit, that's a great yeah, movie. That is, that is so good. Fucking so, so good. Uh, I love that movie. Fuck, I knew that was like comedic <laughs> genius. Like I watched that in the cinema and I was like, what the fuck? Where did this even come from? The bad part is I didn't know that was Robert Downey Jr. because I saw it probably when I was like 15. And so like I was like, but that's Iron Man? And then <laughs> now like I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, how did you get away with that? Yeah. They were really on the on the tip of of kind of the intersection of what was happening then as well. Race, sexuality, everything. It was just <laughs> The best I've seen recently is Martin Short, where he plays. Um, I really, I just, I don't ever watch Arrested Development, but I just watched a clip from Arrested Development, and he was playing Uncle Jack. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never watched Arrested Development. I've watched the he's, first episode. He's got a big dude who's got him like picked up. I, I might play it on here. I don't know if it'll give me a copyright strike though. Never mind, we're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but he's got a big guy holding him. And the big guy's holding him, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "This guy's, this guy's uh, carrying me around." And he goes, 
he's a, he's he's a bit deaf, so you always got to scream a little higher. And the guy lifts him up, and he goes, "Not higher, eye level, eye level." And he starts screaming <laughs> up, and he goes, "Who who hears Michael?" And the guy goes, "I'm Michael, sir." And he goes. Okay, swoop me. And he swoops him towards Michael <laughs> and he knocks over a vase and he goes, it's very nice to, you know, we don't get invited to a lot of places and I really appreciate you inviting me out. He goes, now take me to the nuts. And the guy takes his head and puts it down towards Michael's nuts. And he goes, not these, the the bridge mix, the bridge mix. And he brings him <laughs> over to a bowl that's of nuts that's sitting on the table. I was dying laughing. <laughs> It's like that, and I. It's th those types of comedies I really appreciate because it's like they're not. They don't stick too long on the joke. They kind of just hit it and then they go to the next thing. You know, I really don't like it when someone points out like, "Hey, everyone, he's going towards this." I'm like, ah, "Come on, fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Far out, Martin Sheen. What a legend. No, not Martin Sheen. Martin Short. Ah, oh, Martin Short. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, this motherfucker Not must be Sheen, really no. strong yeah. to be like throwing Martin Short around. <laughs> Martin Sheen around. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Martin, no, Martin Short is a legend. Have you ever watched that movie Clifford with Martin Short? Is that the one about the dog? No. No, that's what I thought it was. But it's actually about this annoying kid and Martin Short plays the kid. Charles Grodin is his, uh, is his uncle. And he does all this shit to just annoy the fuck out of the uncle. And Mary Steenburgen is like the, the love interest for Charles Grodin. And yeah, he ropes her into it and stuff. Fucking hell. Like, I just haven't heard anyone talk about that movie, but it is fucking hilarious. Do you think it's easy to be a clean comic or do you think curse words help? I think it's hard to be a, a clean comic because people immediately think you're you're aiming for the lowest demographic. You know what I mean? Which is kids, like Gabriel Iglesias. He's not a clean comic, isn't he? I he thought curses. he was a hundred percent clean. He says ass. He says fat ass and all those types of words. Ah, uh, okay. It's probably the cleaner side of comedy, but I've I've seen some comedians that are pretty clean, but. Recently on my show, I've been getting down the rabbit hole of swearing because I do swear a lot. I've noticed it. I don't try to. It's just kind of like when I get comfortable in a conversation, I don't think I've cursed a whole lot in this one. But some episodes I listen back to, I go, you know, I said the F word a lot in that one. I didn't mean to, but it was just the way that things come out, which I'm fine if my guest does it. But for me, I was trying to test myself to see if I could do it. So I started going into the science of swearing. And I've talked about the history or academic study of swearing before. Swearing is actually sophisticated, but there's many perspectives on it. And recently I just had on someone who was talking about swear words and swearing. And it, we got into the rabbit hole of clean comedy. And using the curse word. A lot of my favorite comedians use a curse word. Theo Vaughn's my favorite comedian, out, one of them out there that's alive. Okay. Um, all my other favorite comics died. Uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, Bob Saget, Robin Williams. Those were all like my favorite comedians, and they all gone. So I have to pick people that are alive now. So I have Theo Vaughn, and it's funny because everyone comments on my video like sounds like Theo Vaughn. I don't know, something something I say ends up turning into something Theo Vaughn related. But I just I started trying to test myself. Could you do comedy clean? And would you like it better? I think you can tell a story clean, but I also think sometimes like you need that damn, you need that like that that little line in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can. I, I, I can go completely clean and I have to because I've got kids and I don't like to swear in front of them. <laughs> so for me, it just it adds a little emphasis on there. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you when you kind of swear, it's like nothing hits as good as a good yeah, fuck. But then it gets into like what's defining swear words, though? And some people would consider you saying cock a swear word. So I'm like, I don't think I, so because look, some people in Australia say the say the c word, and we can't say that here. Don't worry, I wouldn't break out the c word. I don't look, dude. I mean, one of the people ended up saying like the n word three times. I was like, hang on a second. So I have to edit that out. I told him I was like, that's gonna be that's not even a swear word. That's just a <laughs> racial slur. That's yeah, what it's yeah, yeah. defined in this. But also, Jesus Christ technically is a swear word for some this people. This is true so as it's well. Like, yeah, that's right. Um, man. If I'm talking to my kids, anything from piss upwards is a swear word. Really? Yeah, for me, like, I I wouldn't say piss to my parents. Yeah, clocked in the mouth for that. I'm wow. pissed. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, that's ever. Not, that's not. Nobody ever calls out a swear word here. Pissed is not. I, I hardly ever say peed. No. It's weed. Okay. That's yeah. weird how you have those boundaries on things. Yeah. For like when I'm when I'm talking to my mom, yeah, hundred percent. I watch my swearing around I watch swearing around my nephews, but then like if I'm talking to someone and my nephew happens to run in the room where I'm like, damn, and they're like, hey, I'm like, oh kid. And but when I go kid, I go shit. I, I go like that and say another curse word. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and then at this point, it's like, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> I can't stop at this point. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well. My son will sometimes throw on my podcast and I'm swearing. And he's like, why did you say this on your podcast? Like, I know it's double standards, but like, you know what I mean? That's why I'm an adult and you're a kid. Yeah. I mean, you could do what Jack Black did and just market towards a, a, a younger audience. I mean, he uses curse words, but you got to think what he did was the best style of fame, which was like the best way to really uh, like, if you're a part of a kid's childhood and then those kids grow up, that's why you got Jack Black in the news right now being like the number one in like every single thing because all that generation that's all now covering social media is my generation and all those people grew up with Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <sighs> and he didn't really oh. swear a whole lot, but if you listen to no. Tenacious D, he does. Yeah, yeah, swear the whole lot. Um, but then you got Bill Cosby and he was completely like G-rated. And look where he went. This is true, but also Richard Pryor also started like that. He was he was doing like you know really really clean comedy, and then he just got to a point where he had hit the ceiling, and I was like, well, you're not breaking through, and you're also not um, like really catering for your biggest audience, which is the black audience. And he just flipped, and as soon as he flipped, he blew up. Know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think people want to see the real, and if you can do the real in a G-rated way, cool. You get Bill Cosby, and sometimes that real also becomes much more surreal behind closed doors. But then you get those real down-to-earth, maybe not down-to-earth, but like raw as fuck comics. I just put it all out there, and it's. It's unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's all left on the stage. 
and have you all those surreal moments behind closed doors like burning yourself up and getting high and like doing drugs from a young age or growing up in a in a fucking um in a, a bordello type situation they all come out on stage have you ever heard bob saget talk about richard pryor no no he talked about showering with richard pryor and richard pryor handed him a wool like a steel brush and he said when i got into that fire this is what they scraped my skin off with i like damn dude damn he tried to kill himself that way right isn't that wasn't that what he was doing he's doing drugs yeah, he was doing drugs and he, he lit himself on fire with the uh, the PCP. And then he re- he ran out and jumped in the pool. Now, when you're when you're on fire and your skin's like melting, you don't want to cool it that quickly. You want to gradually cool it because otherwise the skin solidifies like that and then it cracks. So the shit that that man went through to and then make it back on the stage, it's nuts. And they've been talking about a Richard Pryor um biopic for ages at one point mike epps was going to play him marlon wayans was going to play him and they just haven't brought it to the screen it's like i I want to see it i'm excited to see the new george foreman one that looks insane like being a preacher for years and years and then coming back to just beat the brakes off of dudes he said i don't need to be in shape he said, I don't need to be in shape. Just get him near me. And then he's swinging on people and knocking them out. That new, honestly, I'm, I'm excited for a regularly good boxing movie. I just don't want to see something like Creed 3. I was not happy with Creed 3. Wow. Okay. What was the thing about Creed 3 that, that just put you off? In my opinion, they tried to compact a new plot line in the whole movie. And then at the same time, what I was looking for was uh, they literally put three Rocky movies in one. And then they didn't give you enough of the fight scenes, I feel like. They didn't give you enough of what you were probably hoping to get with these two guys. I mean, the boxing end match, it was cool the way they shot it and everything like that. I give them credit for that. But, I mean, it felt like it was like five minutes or six minutes of the movie, and the rest of it was kind of building on a story, uh, which, I mean, it's good if you're new to the whole thing. I think it's good for new viewers. But if you're a Rocky fan, I mean, when you saw Rocky fight, he went – those 11 rounds man you saw all 11 rounds this one was like round one round seven round 15 i'm like damn we're already done with the fight yeah yeah no i i definitely agree with you there it was way too brief and because they skimped on the emotional payoffs of the some of the the characters that have been in the rocky franchise for years and years it just it didn't feel like he earned it by the end like he's been out of that fight game for seven years by that point and jumps back in the ring and he's like, I'm king of the world again. They see it didn't feel like seven years. Like I said, maybe it's my passage of time, but it just felt like that he he retired and then he was gone for a couple of years and then bam, he's right back in. And I was like, I just feel like you you haven't knocked the rust off that much. Yeah. But he also regained regained that eye of the tiger a little bit too easy. Know what I mean? Like all it took for him was like the minute thirty song by J. Cole to get to the point where he was like taking off his his headgear and like, nah, like I'm ready to to die, basically. The one part that got me was when they punched him and the dude goes to pull out his mouth guard and his teeth come with the mouth guard and he just shoves it right back in his mouth. And I was like, Oh my god. You you want that brutality. That 
side of boxing, like even in the first Rocky where they fucking cut him, where it's like, nah, I'm not going out over an eye. <laughs> cut the fucking thing. They do that in the first Creed and that worked so well. They do that in the second Creed with his ribs. And it's like, all right, I believe you. You're willing to go to distance. You're willing to put your body on the line and die for this shit. And the third one is just like, nah, I found, I found his tell. I'm going to take him out. Him finding that tell should have been that whole match. You know what I mean? Of trial and error, getting smacked in the face, getting knocked down and really kind of standing up for himself because that was what the whole movie was about. There was a lot to like in Creed 3 and I think the aesthetic was the main thing. But that, just that part, the emotional side of it, if they had like really kind of made that strong, the payoff at the end would have been so much stronger because he his mom dies in the film, right? Damn, spoiling it for everybody. Sorry, yeah, spoilers. But he suffers a loss in the film if you wanted to go back and edit it. <laughs> Just for <laughs> you, Robbie. <laughs> but he suffers a loss in the film, but you don't feel that loss by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie, he's smiling. It's like he didn't make peace with anything. Do you think he might have liked it better because of the fact that it was a lot different than the superhero stuff that we're so entrenched with now? I liked the new Shazam. I thought it was great. See, I hated the new Shazam. Why? Absolutely hated it. That was a brutal for a kid's movie. I was surprised. And they they throw those flourishes in there, but then the stakes just aren't that high. Like, they have a magical door that can go in through the back entrance to, to save that kid. Who in the Shazamily actually was in real peril? But also, Shazam himself, like the actual kid, Angel Asher, goes through so much more of an like emotional transformation compared to the actual character of Shazam. It's like they don't pair up at all. Why is he like sad and he's like, for this part, I want to speak to Billy. And then that kid is is like crying and he's like actually distressed. But then Shazam clicks back. He just says Shazam again. And he's like, all right, let's go like, you know, meet the bad guys. I just, he didn't grow. Even as a hero, he didn't grow. He's like 15. He's 18 in that one. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That's why he's like, he's scared he's going to age out. Oh, that's right. And I just thought it was brutal because they had that guy walk off the top of that building. I was like, damn. I was like, this is a kid's movie. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. That was really fucked up. They did that in the first one as well. Like they make all the board members jump out the window. <laughs> yeah, very rarely I'll jump. No, he, they threw them out the window and they murdered like half the boardroom. But it's different because they never showed you anything. This was just like they just showed this guy just basically, which I, I mean, I don't know. DC always has that dark style of things, but I'm excited they're making a Joker too. That's going to be the next thing for me. I hope they live up to the first one because the first one was fantastic. Well, this one's a musical if you're what? down with that. Yeah. I'm not watching it now. Damn it. I hate musicals, man. For real? Yeah, I really don't like musicals. Sweeney Todd, the Johnny Depp one, hated it. Didn't ever watch it? No. Anything musical related is just a no for me. I'm interested in that direction. So the whole thing, like that's why it's called Joker 2 Folie Du, which means um, the it's almost like a trance, the trance of two. Joker 2, how do you don't, is what I'm going to say to that one. Falls <laughs> out to the side. In the trash. <laughs> I don't want to sit through anything that sings. 
Oof. That's yeah. a red flag for me as much as a red flag is for someone on Tinder. Oh, damn. I love musicals is a red flag. As soon as they go, let's go to musicals together. I'm like, well, guess who's not going with you? (laughs) Ticket for one. Um, Ticket for none. (laughs) Uh, So like Lady Gaga's in that one. So that's why the casting just made sense because she's. I mean, if you see a trailer, will you give it a chance? Because for me, make or break is like trailer one, trailer two, and it looks kind of great. Going I, if it's I got the same. I, I never saw Lesnar Vals, and I like uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, but I just can't do the whole musical stuff. I almost walked out of Deadpool when they started singing a little bit. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't. You lost hear me. It. I don't wow. want to hear. It. Okay. Okay. Maybe this is me. I love my musicals. I like Adele, <laughs> but I don't want to see Adele singing. Just what about opening credits for a Bond movie? You in or you out? I haven't watched a Bond movie. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I, it's hard for me to watch movies. Uh, the most I see is like if I can watch something on Netflix. I did like Bullet Train. Thought Bullet Train was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to get back into the movie culture. I just found out they're making like a new Dead Island. I mean, that was just this morning I found that out. I was like, wait a minute, I've been waiting for this movie for years, <laughs> or not movie, a uh, video game for years, but. I don't really play games anymore. Everything gets consumed with the podcast. I mean, much as you probably know, balancing kids, work, and all that, it's just you only got time for like one little outlet. And yesterday, I was supposed to be sending emails all day yesterday, and all I did was sit outside. I just did not want to do anything. Sometimes you need those days. Pep it in with the rest. We're supposed to have Tristan on here, but Tristan decided to go out and hang out with friends. So there you go. You only get one thing. You only get one thing. (laughs) Hey, we'll make it up. Double tomorrow. It's double okay. or nothing. <laughs> Are we doing that? Because I'll post it right after this episode. We'll post it the next one right after. Oof. I am just waiting on Triz to reply. Okay. I won't see him replies. I'm sure. We've been talking for down. two hours anyway, there, Rob. Triz is down. He said he's okay. down. All right. We'll do it tomorrow. I'll have to resend the link, though. Um, so tomorrow, everyone, if you listen to this, hopefully we'll, uh, I can just edit this part out if he ends up not showing up tomorrow, but. Triz, uh, brother of Rob, has been on the show way back. It's been, I think, about two years since I talked to Triz. Um, but he'll be on the show again with us, and we'll do another back-to-back pod. I always see this is what I need because I do too many serious ones. I need a fun one. Yeah, and follow it up with a fun one. Yeah. If you go back to the serious, it's like you don't have that vacation time. It's not no. long enough. You got you to gotta have some fun ones. Just keep you motivated. Yeah. Keep doing it. But that's what yeah. I enjoy about my show and also enjoy about what I have in you on because our conversations, I mean, we just talked for two hours and not feel like two hours. Uh, no, but it's always good pleasure having you on your Smoke and Mirrors podcast. Yep. Brothers talk about films. Their new one is, is, is the Evil Dead one that just came out. They, yeah. Yeah. The Evil Dead Rise, which I'm is a it. wild fucking movie. But yeah, I don't, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but I got you on my rotation. See you when it updates. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Got you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I love these chats, man. So good. Is there a place where people can find your links? That's what's the important part is where people can find you, find your brothers. I got to get David on here at some point. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Dave on. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Fuck, what else? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's enough. 
and Facebook. <laughs> I think I, I want like I had to check what availability I was on, and it said it said like ten other like Amazon. I was like, I'm on Amazon. Holy shit! Nice. I don't Big know. leagues, baby. <laughs> they, they, they just as long as someone does it for me. That's what I'm saying. I just want to upload to one thing and let it upload to the rest. But fucking yeah. oath, yeah, yeah. Too much I'm work. If we if you make the content, then someone else has got to distribute it. Come on now. All right. Well, I'll link your links in the description. Everybody, it's been a pleasure talking with Rob again on the show and listening to Rob has probably been an enjoyment for you. So thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned for our next episode.